to Acts chapter 8, verse 26, Philip and the eunuch. For those of you who don't know what a eunuch is, it's an altered male that can no longer have children. That was a practice they did throughout biblical times. As they conquered a race of people, they uh, often took the more valuable people, valuable in the loosest sense of the term, but they'd take the most educated amongst them. And when they enslaved them to make sure they uh, weren't any problem to the courts or anything else, they would uh, uh, make them into eunuchs. We're going to start in verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, the story is about Philip and the gospel he preached in Samaria. He was on his way back uh, south from Samaria. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the cadence queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasures and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the serpent said unto Philip, then the spirit, I'm sorry, said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to the chariot, and Philip ran hither to him. Kind of a nice thing he did. First he was told to go, and in response to that he ran. And he heard him read the pro of the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandeth that thou what thou readest? And he said, this would be the eunuch, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scriptures which he had read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened not his mouth. And that's from Isaiah chapter 53, verses 7 and 8. In his humili humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And what he spoke unto him was a message of salvation. We see three men here. We see the eunuch and we see uh, Philip or Philip and then we see Jesus Christ. And as they went on their way, they came to, unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hindereth me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou love, livest, love, livest, with all, livest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He not only accepted Christ, but he professed Christ. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. This would be Philip. And they went down both into the water. Both of them went into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized them. And when they had come out 
up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. And the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Philip was found in Eratos, passing through, preached to the cities till he came to Caesarea. And we see that Philip moves on and does great things for the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to look into your word this morning. Help us to look into these men and put ourselves in their shoes and put ourselves in perspective to what you'd have for us to do with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go. It says, The angel of the Lord. There's been great things talked about and professed and discussed about the angel of the Lord and theologians realms, but it's very apparent that I believe it become, becomes very apparent as you read your Bible that the angel of the Lord is just what it says. It's possessive three times, the angel of the Lord, uh, twice anyways, repeats itself. He's the angel of the Lord. He says, and he spoke for God. He spoke, angels often speak, they're messengers from God to us. And he spoke to Philip and he said, Go towards the south and go down to Jerusalem into Gaza, which is desert. And in fact, he said, get out of here and go to the desert. You're in a, I want you to go to the middle of nowhere. It doesn't make sense. It won't make sense, but just be obedient and do it. I'm giving you God's word on the situation. Go forth and do it. Boy, a lot of times when we speak or God speaks to us, we stand there and go, doesn't make sense. I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent. I don't know where I'm going to get the bills taken care of. I don't know what you want for me to do. He said, go. He left the evangelical kind of community where the Holy Spirit was given and, and discussed and things were taking place to a remote desert. Almost like telling uh, Brother White there to get out, go just get on that boat you got and head on out to the desert. Only there's no sand there, it's all seawater. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, okay, and he rose and went. There's the answer to prayer. There's the answer to his life. He took one day at a time as the Lord told him to do it, and he stepped forth in faith, and he rose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. God doesn't care what authority you have. God doesn't really see. Well, he, he knows and he understands, but he's not concerned with how wealthy you are. He's not concerned with how much authority you have or don't have. He's not concerned with whether you're a slave or you own a chariot or a Chrysler or a Lincoln. He's not concerned with those things. He just is concerned with your obedience to him. And here we have a, a man that's reading through Scripture. Obviously, he might have even come from uh, over there in Samaria and was on his way back home or wherever they made him go home and uh, was reading the Scriptures. And he's out reading out of Isaiah, Isaiah 53. And he was returning, sitting in his chariot. And he read of the prophet. Then the spirit of Philip came near and joined himself to the chariot. Now that's a capital S. You see, when Philip became obedient unto the Lord and arose and went, 
God honored him, and the Holy Spirit went with him. That wasn't his physical spirit. It's a small s. It's a physical spirit. This is a capital S, and the spirit went with him. And Philip ran. He didn't just say, oh, well, I'm headed out to the desert. Let me go get water, and let me get a good camel, and pick out a good chariot maybe, or a couple other uh, people to assist me. He said he went. And he didn't just go, he ran. He was in a hurry to accomplish what God wants him to do. I've got one fault that I like to exercise as a pastor. I get in a hurry for what God wants me to do. And I count on men like Brother uh, Kevin and anyone else who's got the courage to say, okay, slow down, pastor. We got to do this and do this. But I'm in a hurry to accomplish what God wants me to do. I always have been. I want you to be in a hurry to accomplish what God wants you to do. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for no man knoweth what a day may bring forth. I don't know what God has for you to do in your life. I don't know what God wants you to do tomorrow, whether he wants you to go to the city or the desert. But I know God wants you to do something. and He wants you to go forth and accomplish that. We're having a baptism next week. Maybe he wants you to be as simple as going forward and getting baptized. Maybe it's just as simple as volunteering to do some church work. Maybe it's just as simple as, as stepping forth and accomplishing what he'd want you to do at work to his glory. Notice I said to his glory, not to ours. And so the man ran hither to him and heard him and read, the, read of the prophet Isaiah and understood thou what thou readest, he asked him, do you understand? And he was reading in the scripture in the place of Isaiah, and he says, I need some other man. This was just simply Philip being obedient to God, and God put him in a position where he met a man that needed some assistance. Are you prepared in your life, in your heart, to be able to tell somebody else about Jesus Christ? Are you prepared in your life or your heart to answer to Jesus to answer to God's command in your life, to answer to what he'd have for you to do tomorrow or today or this afternoon or this evening? Who knows who will be, come along in your path that is ignorant of the plan of salvation or ignorant of the opportunity to know God or ignorant of even a church here in the community that speaks of God? Where do you come into God's plan as you usher through life? Where do you come into God's plan? Perhaps it's just as simple as being available and explaining to somebody that there's a God in heaven, that he sent his son to die on the cross for some, all of us. And all we need to do to join him in heaven is to accept that plan that, that Jesus Christ died for each one of us. And as we accept that plan, we get ushered into heaven with him. No other requirement. He who denies me before men, him also will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. There's two men here that had opportunities to deny. Philip had an opportunity to de deny what God would want him to do, and the eunuch had an opportunity to deny the plan that was presented before him. Each one of them, their lives were changed. You'll see later how Philip arose and by the Spirit and was caught away. What a wonderful thing to get caught away by the Spirit. 
just a few times in my life I've had that privilege. And forgive me, but I, I love that privilege. I pray for that privilege. Each one of you have an experience ahead of you as you're obedient to God that he has before you that will change your life as you yield, did, as you yield yourself to him. Philip opened his mouth and began, the, and began the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, I know Christ now. What hinders me from being baptized? What hinders me? Obviously, he's seen the people in Samaria being baptized. He heard of Christians, and that they were called Anabaptists, which means rebaptized. He maybe, from his ancestry, probably didn't have an opportunity from Ethiopia to ever be subject to a real civilized group of people that practiced baptism in different forms. But he was wondering, what hindereth me to be baptized? I know Christ is my Savior. What else can I do for him? What else can I do for Christ? What else can I do for my benefit? What else can I do to seal this whole thing up? What else can I do to share this time and moment in my life for eternity? And he commanded the chariot to stand still, Philip did, in, or perhaps the eunuch, and commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water. Now, I was involved with a church in Kansas where we were at, and they had bought a, another church building, something we we're struggling with as a church. We're getting the blueprints worked up right now as I speak. Well, he's probably not doing them this morning. He's involved in the Salvation Army, our, the man who's doing the blueprints, which is a wonderful thing to say of the guy who's doing your blueprints for the building. Uh, but... They both went down into the water. Now we bought this church building, and they says, we'll leave you have the baptism, baptistry in it. And it had a flat floor, no platform, and up in front they had a baptism. And it was a bird bath, simple cement bird bath. And they says, according to us and our denomination, we feel it's, we're being obedient to God by pouring a little water over the baby's head. I says, well, we said, as I stood there, uh, you're, you're doing, that's a great thing to have a baptistry, but you can take that or else I'm going to put it in our front yard for a bird bath. In my, in my calm, collective, diplomatic way. <laughs> and uh, uh, I says, uh, we, we submerge people. It takes two people to get baptized, scripturally, I seen John the Baptist baptize Jesus Christ, and I seen here Philip baptize the eunuch. And they both were in the water, both times. And they were both, all four of them were adults. So we do things a little different as Baptists, as not even as Baptists, as Bible believers, we do things just a little different. Sets us apart in some regards. And when they had come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more. You read the history of uh, Ethiopia, and there's black Jews to this day. Ethiopia is a nice way of saying North Africa. And North Africa is still, I, I, there's a school of scriptures right there in North Africa that I've helped, uh, did the scripture, did the, uh, didn't do the scripture, did all the 
work for, organized the uh, college there. And we have the people from that part of the country are Christians to this day, the majority of them. I believe this eunuch went down there and preached the gospel. Another man that we know through church history, lightly on the word church, but through biblical history or non-biblical secular history was Didymus, the doubting Thomas of Scripture. There's professing Christians there today that trace their roots back to a man called Didymus who went there and baptized them as believers, their great-great ancestors. So there's a whole lot accomplished in the black man's world through Jesus Christ, through the obedience of not only Philip, being obedient to what God would have him to do in his life, but through the eunuch who was obedient to what God would have for him to do with his life also. It never hurts to be baptized. It doesn't hurt to get saved. It doesn't hurt to join a church. It doesn't hurt to fellowship with other Christians. It might be inconvenient. It might be difficult. It might be cumbersome. It might be awkward. It might be a whole bunch of things. But God will bless you for those steps of obedience to him. God will honor you in your steps of obedience to him. You'll not only glorify Jesus Christ, but you'll glorify the Holy Spirit. You'll glorify the Heavenly Father. You'll glorify God as you become obedient to him. Who knows what he has set out for each one of us today? Who knows what he has set out for each one of you this afternoon? Who knows what he wants? But you won't find it out until you start taking steps of obedience to his word. That's what the whole story of being a Christian's about. We want to be Christ-like. You want to all stand?